Testing. There we go. Good morning, church. I'm so excited to speak to you. I see you guys are a little shy, avoiding the front row. That's okay. I don't bite. But welcome. Um, my name is Emily, and I'm going to college in Florida right now, but I grew up here. Um, and just a couple weeks ago, I was actually on a missions trip in Africa. Um, and it was super interesting being there because in Africa, they know all about the spiritual world. It's not, it's not a secret to them. Um, they go to witch doctors. They have charms. And so while we were there, we were actually speaking in a village. And we went to every single house in the village. And it was so powerful because people got delivered. People got healed. Um, charms were cut off. People were set free and people gave their life to Jesus. And that's amazing. That's something we should be celebrating. Um, yeah, because we're so lucky that we know Jesus' name. But I also thought it was so beautiful because since they were so aware of the spiritual realm, they were so open to it instantly. And so as we were going around to different people's houses, so many of them said, there's demons tormenting, at, tormenting me at night or I'm having nightmares, or there's people coming to my house um, and doing chants. And this is real life, you know? Like, this is stuff that we see in the movies, but it's actually happening in real life. And I think that in America, it's more disguised. There's still so much bondage here. There's still so much oppression. Um, but sin is always appealing to the flesh. And so I think that we don't always know what to do. Um, let's say a witch walked into our church right now. Do, would we know what to do? Would we be aware of the authority that Jesus has given us? And I think that it is so beautiful that God trusts us with that. And so the last time I was here, I was actually speaking on the first Sunday of the year. And I spoke about intimacy with Jesus and about Esther. And I think it's really cool because in just two weeks, it'll be the half point of the year. And so it's almost like we can check in with ourselves. Okay, how have I been doing? Have I been spiritually disciplined? Am I more hungry for Jesus? Um, am I closer to Jesus than I was before? And so I'm even asking myself those questions too. But as I've been studying the Bible, someone who's been really standing out to me, who has done all those things, is Daniel. And so... Um, I also want to read a verse. It's Jeremiah 29, 13. And it says that you will seek me with all of your heart and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And so I love this verse because it shows that God is, God is here. We have everything that we need, but it's up to us and it's up to our spiritual hunger to have a relationship with us. And we can have as much with him and we can have as much intimacy with him as we want to have. And so it's been really cool being at Southeastern because I've been surrounded by people who are on fire for Jesus and who are hungry for Jesus. And one of my leaders was actually telling me a story about how God literally woke him up in the middle of the night to speak to him. And we can have those same encounters with Jesus, but are we truly seeking him? And so moving on to Daniel, there's a couple of stories in Daniel that really stand out. And so the first one is when King Nebuchadnezzar is having a dream and he asks all the wise men, okay, I need someone to interpret my dream for me. But there's a catch. He says, I'm not going to tell you the dream. You have to tell me the dream. And so none of the wise men can tell him. But then he sends out a decree to kill all the wise men since they can't tell him his dream. So that's when Daniel really starts to seek the Lord and he starts to pray to the Lord and the Lord actually reveals his dream to Daniel. 
And so Daniel is able to tell it to the king and able to interpret it and bring glory to God. And now the next, the next big story in Daniel is about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. There's a good VeggieTales episode. Um, but it's about the story where the king is making everyone bow down to him. And everyone does except for these three people. And so he throws them into the fire to kill them. However, when they look in the fire, they see four figures, not three. And so Jesus is literally in the fire with them, protecting them. And they come out alive. Isn't that crazy? That God literally is protecting them in the fire. It's supernatural. And so this brings us to our third story, which is what we're going to focus on today. And so if you would open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 6. And so I'm sure you guys have all heard this story too. Um, it's about Daniel and the lion's den. But we're going to start in verse 3, and I'm just going to read it if you guys want to follow along with me. But it says, Then this Daniel became distinguished above all other high officials because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom, but they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because Daniel was faithful and no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. And so this is super interesting because all the high officials are super jealous of Daniel because he's higher up than them. So they literally plan to kill him, but the only way that they can kill him is by his faith because they can find no other way to trick him or they can find no error in him. And so moving on to verse 6, it says, Then these high officials came by agreement to the king and said to him, O King Darius, live forever. All the high officials of the kingdom the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors are agreed that the kingdom should establish an ordinance and an enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for 30 days, except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and injunction. And when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he, sent to his he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as he had done previously. Then these men came, came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before God. Then they came near and said before the king, concerning the injunction, O king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any god or man within 30 days except to you shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing stands fast according to the law of medicine Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. So a lot, a lot just happened. Um, but yeah, the king sent out the decree that anyone who prays to any other king to him, than him or anything like that 
should be cast into a den of lions. And the king actually really liked Daniel. Um, he was like right under him, but he had to follow his rule. And so going on, then the king, it's verse 14, then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed and set his mind to deliver Daniel. And he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, Now, O king, that it is a law of medicine Persians, that no injunction or ordinance that the king established can be changed. So the king literally tries to change it to save Daniel, but he can't. So verse 16 says, Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. The king declared to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and sleep fled from him. Then at the break of day, the king arose and went into the haste of the den of lions. As he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? And Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted in God. No harm, literally no harm at all was found on him because he trusted in God. And I believe that Daniel was able to trust in God this much because of his intimacy with Jesus. That even when there was a whole decree sent out that anyone who prayed, that didn't stop him because the Lord was his Lord. The Lord was his king, his father. That he still got on his knees three times a day to pray for Jesus, even, even though it was risking his life. And I, don't need, I can't say that I pray on my knees three times a day. And I don't have any life-threatening decree out against me, but Daniel did. And it's because of his intimacy with Jesus that he was able to trust him. And that even when the enemy meant for evil to harm him, cast him into the den of lions, it was turned to good and glory was shown. God's glory was shown. And so I think this is so important because we can get so distracted in our daily lives. We can get so caught up in the world. But when we are truly focusing on Jesus, when we are truly trusting in Jesus, that's when miracles happen. And I think it's important to know that our hunger for Jesus is really determined by us, that we can go to the next level of the relationship with Jesus. But what does our time with Jesus actually look like? Are we leaving church more hungry than we came? Are we going home excited to read our Bibles, excited to know Jesus, not just about him, but to truly know him? And so the next verse, 24, says, And the king commanded that those men that maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. And so I think this is super interesting because before the people even reached the bottom of the den, they were already devoured by the lions. But God protected Daniel the, the entire time that he was there. Verse 25 says, 
Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. And so I love this again because it just shows God's glory over and over again. That the Lord followed through and he blessed Daniel's obedience. And so the theme of Daniel is faithfulness despite persecution and hope that motivates faithfulness to God. And so that's how we can describe Daniel is faithful. But I have to ask you guys, have you been faithful to God? Have you sought after God? Because he's been seeking after you. And I can definitely say in my life there have been times where I haven't always been faithful. And I'm sure that you guys can say the same. But yet Jesus is still faithful to us. Because that's, that's his character. That's who he is. And so this morning on my heart was really just that we would be made right with God. Um, and so I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the four R's. And so I wanted to share them with you. Um, but the first R is repentance. There is power and importance in repentance. And when you have a revelation of how detrimental sin is, you have a revelation of the redemption and the love of Jesus. I think that it's super easy to sin and we don't understand the weight of our sins. We don't understand that our sins literally separate us from Jesus. And I love being in Africa because we got to share the gospel over and over again. And some people had never even heard it before. But the simple gospel that Jesus, that God created the heavens and the earth, and he created you and me, and he said that it is good. However, in our own sins, we separated ourselves from God. And so that's why Jesus, God, sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins, to be our atonement. Because every single person in this room has fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us has fallen to temptation. But Jesus, while he was on earth, he was tempted in every single way. He's not just a God up in the sky looking down on us, but he actually has experienced temptation in every single way that we have. But he's endured it. And that's why he's the atonement for our sins. And that's why his love we may never be able to understand because it's steadfast. It endures. And when he died on the cross for our sins, he felt the weight of our sins. But now we can receive forgiveness. And we're no longer separated from him. And so repentance actually is very simple. Um, when I think of repentance, I think of saying sorry. But actually in Greek, repentance just means to change your mind. And so it means a change of heart. It's not just apologizing for what you've done. But it's actually a change of heart. And a change of heart leads to a change of action, which then brings fruit. And so I think it's really cool, too, because repentance is similar to faithfulness, because both of them are based on belief. And so we can look at Daniel's faithfulness, and we can, we can, it can almost encourage us to be more faithful to Jesus. But also we can look at how Daniel was right with God, and we can repent ourselves, because there's so much power in repentance. And so that brings us to the next R, which is receive. Receive forgiveness. I think this can be a hard one for a lot of us, 
Um, because it's easy to live in our shame and our guilt. It's easy to replay things. But actually, that's not what God has for us. I think sometimes we bring bondage on ourselves because we're not receiving what Jesus has done for us. But we're free. We're free from the the shame and the guilt because that's not from Jesus. And so I just encourage you guys today, whatever it is you may be tempted with or maybe even a lie you're believing, um, that you're not good enough. Repent. Believe that you are good enough. Repent from believing the lies and receive God's forgiveness, receive God's truth. And so the next R is rebuke. Rebuke the enemy's hold on you. So we know that the enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy. Spiritual warfare is real, and I think that we don't always realize the weight that we are feeling from the enemy. But we, we have authority. We have authority over any spirits. We have authority over any lies, which is another reason it was so cool being in Africa, because it, Instantly, when you say Jesus' name, nothing is more powerful than his name alone. No spirit is more powerful than Jesus' name. No spirit can stand in the presence of Jesus' name. And the last and final R is replace. Replace all the lies with truth. And don't just memorize it, but actually apply it to your life. There is power in, in our tongue. There's the power of life and death in our tongue. And I think it's so important that daily we are remembering the authority that Jesus has given us because we don't have to live in that way anymore. And so maybe you're hearing that and you're thinking, well, what about temptation? Every single one of us are tempted. And of course, the enemy wants to make us feel like, like we're alone in that temptation, like no one else has ever felt that temptation. But that's why there's so much power and vulnerability. And of course not with everyone, but when you find the right people that you can trust, there's power in in vulnerability of your sins, of what you're struggling with, because then it's not in secret anymore. There's no more shame, and you have accountability to help you. And so those were some things on my heart today, but I just want you to remember out of all of this, the importance of a relationship with Jesus. And that's one reason that I really love Christianity is because if you look at other religions like Buddhism or Mormonism, a lot of it is action-based, action-based for salvation. But for us, our salvation is not based on what we do. It is based on what we believe in if we confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord and that we believe it in our hearts. And so I just want to encourage you guys today. It says in the Bible that God seeks for steadfast love. God desires steadfast love, not sacrifice. And I remember the first time hearing that and being so confused because it's against everything that the world has taught us. Um, The world that taught us has taught us that in order to be successful, you have to be wealthy. That in order to have a successful life or you have to have people like you or you have to be powerful, but Jesus says the opposite. He says, I don't, want, I don't want what you bring. I don't want what you have. Yes, it is loving. It shows him love when you sacrifice to him. But he desires you. He desires steadfast love. And he desires relationship with you. That's all that he wants. When he created you, every single person, every single person in this room has been made in the image of God. In the image of God. And so I want to encourage you with that. When we go out into the world, 
when you see the people around you, every single one of those people God desires. We have the most valuable information, the most valuable information on earth we have, that Jesus is Lord, that he has died for our sins, that we can spend eternity with him. And I think it's crazy. I feel so honored to get to travel across the world and to speak about Jesus and to meet people from different cultures that have never met Jesus, that have never heard his name. But coming back to America, so many of us do know Jesus. We know about Jesus, but do we truly know Jesus? And so that's what God has really been teaching me this year, is the importance of intimacy with him, that he wants to know us on a personal level, that he's not just our father, he's not just our king, but he's our friend. And so we're going to have a little bit of time of worship um, at the end, but I just hope that you guys know, that I hope that you guys leave today more hungry than you came. Um, that when you leave today, that this message, it doesn't just sit in your heart, but actually it stirs something in you. That you would seek Jesus in a way that you've never sought him before. That you would feel Jesus in a way that you've never felt him before, because it's possible. He's given us all that we need when we accepted him into our lives. Every single thing that we need is in his word, is in him. We have authority. We have life. And there's no greater love than that. And so we're going to sing that last song that we sang that's all about Jesus' worthiness. Um, and it's beautiful, too, because it talks about all shame being gone. Um, but let's just have this intimate, this time be an intimate time. If you want to repent, you can repent. If you want to speak truth over yourself, you can do that, too. But let's just truly worship Jesus because he is so worthy of our worship, not because of what he's done, but because of who he is. You guys can go ahead and stand up.